You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And for those that, you know, I just really love, I just want to say shout out to all those that have been jumping in, uh, you know, Twitter direct messages, Instagram direct messages, even got a couple messages via LinkedIn uh, recently with, you know, feedback or ideas or even questions that were, uh, you know, kind of spawned uh, from some of our episodes that we've been doing here on the podcast. And sometimes, you know, asking for more information, sometimes you're, you know, uh, kind of saying that, you know, hey, this was the perfect timing, or how did you know I was thinking this, or whatever that may be. And, you know, one of the questions came back and was like, Brian, you know, I understand the need for, you know, content marketing, I understand the importance of building trust in this, you know, Web3 uh, ecosystem, but like, how does that factor into our kind of marketing, both internal and external? And so I figured, why not take that on uh, for this episode as I've done a lot of work in that space, especially during the early adoption phase. And I'll tell you one of the things that you probably won't expect uh, in this episode, which I think will, will be fun to kind of bring this to life for everybody here is that one of the things that, you know, most people talk about is, you know, having like this, uh, you know, either, you know, templated cut out, you know, exactly of what to do. But uh, I mean, I think we all have to face it. One of the things that you, uh, that I'm going to kind of, you know, kind of lean on, surprisingly enough, is not video or even audio, but you have to stay tuned for that. Of course, shout out to our sponsor, the Crypto Business Conference. Is a crypto business conference is happening in beautiful San Diego for all those that want to level up on all things Web3, either from a newbie perspective or maybe you want to network with others that are collectors or investors or maybe like many of you, that you are interested in launching your own NFT project and you're looking to build a team, find your people. That is what the Crypto Business Conferences will be there for. Looking forward to seeing everyone there as well. In our you know daily throwback to a Mint 365, I thought I would throw back to Mint number 201. Happened back on May 31st. It was the Bulls and Ape project. So Bulls and Apes project. Uh, it was a project we actually had uh, one of the co-founders uh, on the podcast, Anthony. And, you know, one of the things I found, you know, I love the art, what they're doing with tokenomics, uh, what they're doing, you know, encouraging people to, uh, you know, you can get, you know, your your original bull can turn into a teen bull uh, based on you know, how long you have, uh, you're holding on to it and it's making meth. And then you can turn your teen bull, uh, if you have, you know, four teen bulls from different guilds, you can turn that into a God bull. But I, I really, reason I want to kind of focus, you know, or tap to them on this one was, you know, there, what, what I believe bulls and apes represents is that it is very much a, you know, a business. It is a brand. It is a company that came in, uh, not only with you know a team of people that are very smart in in Web two business, um, but they came in very well funded. Uh, for those that remember, they also offered a are offering still a six month money back guarantee that if after six months that you 
uh, you know, all, are not satisfied with that project and you have not, uh, you know, claimed any of the things that you could claim and you have not moved it uh, or transferred it out of your wallet, you are able to get your uh, ETH back that you paid for when you bought the, the NFT itself. And the reason I, I wanted to connect the dots with that one is that, you know, one of the things that is a struggle, um, and this is something that I, you know, I firmly believe here in this space, is that it is a struggle to, you know, sometimes be rewarded uh, for innovation, especially innovation that requires, you know, time and commitment. And in the world we're living in right now, let's face it, you know, we're coming out of a global pandemic. Uh, we just went through the summer uh, here in the United States, uh, you know, as a, as a society, you know, as a global society, you know, not only do we have the stock market down and housing prices and a war going on uh, that is impacting um, our supply chain. I mean, my Jeep has been in the shop since June 4th. I've got it out twice and both times it wasn't fixed completely. And I mean, this supply chain is, is just wrecking my ability to have my own vehicle, which is, uh, you know, which is no fun at all. But one of the things that I think uh, when, we, when we're looking at, you know, NFT projects, and I think it's important, you know, if you're an uh, investor or a collector, or maybe you're just getting started here into NFTs, and maybe you listen to our podcast, the Just Getting Started podcast, uh, which is 11 of our curated episodes uh, of a podcast that is a separate podcast just for those that, you know, you can share it with your friends and family, you can uh, listen to it, of course, yourself, you know, hopefully it's the, for us, it's the, it's the, exact order that we believe is best to kind of onboard into the space. But, you know, maybe you're, you know, in the, in, in that, uh, a reign, you know, or in that realm, I think, you know, in web three, especially with NFTs, it's, it's really never been so important to understand, you know, like marketing and the ecosystem, both as a collector and as an investor, but also as maybe a future, you know, NFT project creator. And I've shared this a lot. Like one of the things that like shocked me when I first started getting on stages talking about NFTs was that, you know, I, I, I know I'm pretty damn good at what I do when it comes to getting on stage. Uh, and I, I'm very blessed that I, you know, I know how to move an audience. But one of the things that kind of jumped out at me as was I expected I moved, you know, an audience, especially with a you know, couple uh, talks I gave over the last you know, six, six, eight months ago. You know, I expected I moved the audience to understanding like the NFT use cases and wanting to become an owner of an, uh, you know, of an NFT and, and set up their wallet. But the, to my surprise, one of the biggest things that I've saw, especially with marketing heavy audiences, was they immediately jumped to, wow, I could create an NFT to do this, or I have an idea for an amazing NFT. Now, I will tell you, I believe that's where a lot of innovation is going to come from in this space. I don't believe you know, that innovation in NFTs is actually bred from the the degens the the uh you know the, those of us that are kind of like you know born you know living and breathing nfts and web3 and that might come surprise to you but i think one of the tendencies that we have in this space is that we not only sometimes sit ourselves in a bubble but we oftentimes try to kind of just build upon a an existing value right we're like hey this worked for this project what if we do it and we add our own little twist? And I think one of the beauties of this space is that the more people we welcome in that aren't living and breathing NFTs and crypto and, and metaverse like we all are here, the the more we're going to have fresh ideas. We're going to have people that are reimagining what is possible. And um, and I think that's you know to me that's more exciting than bringing money in the space to you know, to add liquidity. I, I really look at this as a um, a massive value add by bringing in so many different fresh perspectives. But 
with that being said, one of the things that is also just a lesson here, and, I, and I, if, if you've never created content on NFTs or you haven't talked about NFTs on social media yet, I'm going to give you a little forewarning. It doesn't matter how big your following is. It doesn't matter kind of what framing you put into it. If your post gets seen by uh, you know more than just your inner circle of people, you're going to have some haters. You're going to have some people that are you know calling it a Ponzi scheme, or they can right click and save your NFT, or maybe they'll they'll even say things like, "Oh, this is bad for the environment," or they might say like, "Oh my God, this guy is a, a scam artist," like you know these crypto folks, or you know they might even say things like. Um, you know, well, if he doesn't own a board ape, why would you listen to him or whatever that may be? You're going to get a, get people to have that um, that narrative. And I will tell you, if you look at the the Gartner hype cycle, right? Anyone that uh, has been on the early adoption phase, right? You have the Gartner hype cycle where you have you know kind of like that early adoption massive hype, and then there's usually this massive dip, and that's usually where like the uh, you know delusion or a little bit of the uh, separation comes from within the NFT space is where we're at right now where people that maybe bought in originally had a bad experience. The media has taken their own kind of twist or turns uh, on what these, you know, this early adoption means, but just like all early tech and, and Mark Zuckerberg said this on the, on the Joe Rogan podcast for anyone that listened to that. Definitely a great listen. I, I'm a huge Mark Zuckerberg fan, like massive fan of what Mark Zuckerberg believes. Uh, I believe he's going to, you know, focus on building a metaverse with meta that is not, uh, you know, kind of, it is it, that I believe he's going to be one that embraces Web3 and embraces a lot of the methodologies that we believe. And I know for some, you're like shaking your head right now because you can't believe I just said that. But here's the truth is that, you know, no one knows how to govern a, a social media company that is the biggest in the world that can change the results of elections because there was no one that did it before. Right. Like holding, you know, you know, if you look at what Mark Zuckerberg's like mission and beliefs are and where he spent a lot of money as far as bringing the Internet to the world and third world countries, there's an element of, you know, that connection idea, right? Connecting people and removing boundaries and borders. And I believe, you know, it's why when you log into, uh, you know, the VR headset that Meta rolled out that you don't aren't required to log in with your Facebook username. Right. Like that's a big thing that you just have to kind of if you can't wrap our head around the other thing that I, I think is just as an interesting conversation here is that, you know, with 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 any tech, right, mass adoption or mass education, for the most part, doesn't happen from us, right? Like there, are, it, you know, we're not gonna, you know, you know, it's not this podcast that is going to blow up and all of it. I mean, hey, I would love that, but like, I mean, honestly, it's actually like like the conversation Mark Zuckerberg had on Joe Rogan's podcast. There are a lot of people on that that listen to that podcast every day, and I'm not one of them. I, I I appreciate, like, I like listening to the clips uh, channel of Joe Rogan's uh, podcast uh, just to kind of understand what's in the know. Uh, you know, I appreciate his influence that he has in the world, even if I don't agree with a lot of his stances or views. Um, I am, you know, mature enough and understand enough how to, uh, you know, embrace my own curiosity, but also, you know, educate myself on all sides of things. And that's actually one of the things that I wanted to tap into when it comes to like, you know, the future of marketing or content in this space is that we have to recognize that not only do, do people, not all, not everyone learns the same, but our aha moments, right? Our ability to all of a sudden go from, I don't understand to, I want to understand more is presented to us in so many different ways. And it's why I don't look at others that are educating or creating podcasts as competition, 
I actually look at them as future collaboration partners, right? Because I look at this as that, you know, this is the rising tide that lifts all boats. And that, the, that tide is this movement to the blockchain and decentralization. The, the, you know, the boats are all of us that are in this, you know, kind of, you know, overall, you know, kind of uh, approach. But here's the truth is that one of the things that is a struggle is that, you know, it, it's how we present information. And it might be that, you know, it gets to, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast, but there's a lot of people that could make a lot of impact in this space that don't listen to podcasts or to YouTube, right? They only get their information from the TV or maybe from their local newspaper. So then the question becomes, how do we present NFTs in a way that, that reaches them? And one of the things that I will just tell you is that one of the things that I look for in you know marketers or uh, agencies or even you know what we're doing here on the podcast, you know content that I'm you know working to create outside of our ecosystem, right? So we have a little you know my methodology here on the podcast is that you know we create content that is to educate those that want to consume, but then we also create content on our Instagram channel, on our TikTok channel, on our Facebook in our Facebook group. Uh, even on, in our discord, that is to, you know, to really that content is for our community, right? To nur- nurture that relationship, turn, you know, maybe a listener in the podcast into a fan of the NFT 365 family, right? And then my goal is to empower those fans of the podcast. And, you know, when we turn you into a fan is to empower you to become, you know, an influencer and a marketer and storyteller of what we're doing here. And so hopefully each one of you that are listening to this, tell a friend or a family member uh, about the podcast, you know, and that's really where that, you know, element comes. The other piece of this is that, you know, I get to go on stages around the world uh, and speak, you know, in front of, you know, a captivated audience, which I'm very blessed to be able to do. And, you know, like this weekend coming up, we're heading out to Columbus, Ohio to do uh, an immersive experience um, at a pretty cool uh, little event called Shining the Light on Crypto. Uh, I will also be speaking at Content Marketing World. I'll be speaking at Disney's social media marketing conference. I'll be talking um, at the Crypto Business Conference, of course, coming up. We'll be speaking at NFT uh, London. And the reason I say all those things is that one of the things that I'm, you know, that we have to just recognize is that for a lot of people, their aha moment of NFTs will come when they don't even realize they're thinking about NFTs. And that doesn't mean it's crypto. It doesn't mean that the word token, you know, I heard someone tell me that the other day. I was like, oh, it's just because we're going we're gonna to stop using NFT and we're going to start using the word token. I mean, token doesn't really help me see any more of a light than, you know, than NFT itself. But what I mean by that is if we think about, you know, how we talk about solving problems or how we talk about, you know, the, the future or solutions as we move forward, you know, people, you know, it's, it, it is a little bit of that conversation that, uh, you know, I would say that when we look at you know, the idea of the iPhone, for example, right? Like nobody was like, man, I hope I have a phone in my pocket 24 seven, or I hope I can always be in contact with people, right? A lot of that is the idea of like, it's a byproduct of, you know, where we, we move forward. And I, I tell people this all the time is that I don't buy uh, a new iPhone because of the, the apps on the phone or even the, you know, is it 5G or the reason I buy the new iPhone every single time. And, I've, and if you look over my shoulder in the podcast, you can actually see every box from every iPhone that I've had since uh, the original iPhone. But the reason I buy the iPhone is for the camera, taking pictures of my daughters and my family. I love taking photos. I take a lot of photos and I, I really, I really enjoy that, you know, that, uh, that innovation, that technology. And so when you think about that, right, you think about, you know, we, let's put this in the framing of NFTs. When we bring conversations to light for people that maybe 
aren't familiar with NFTs. Maybe they have a bad taste in their mouth from NFTs. The way that we bring a lot of these conversations to light have to be presented in ways that prevent that polarization that is, that is often happens in this current, you know, where we were, where we are in the, the Gartner hype cycle. So I will tell you, I think, you know, one of the places that I think we need much more people involved in is we need more people creating, a, you know, content, written content, especially, but written content in, in formats and in delivery in places that aren't there today. So not just medium.com, but, you know, if you're looking for a place to stand out, I would recommend, you know, why not use a LinkedIn newsletter or a LinkedIn uh, blog post and do a blog post every week on LinkedIn, right? There's an audience there that needs to be presented. And the idea would be to present, you know, problems that we currently are facing and then solutions that we believe that are, you know, powered by the blockchain without really having to get people to onboard into like maybe the, the beauty of NFTs as a whole. And, you know, you might be thinking, okay, what, well, how does this all kind of tie together? What does this all mean, you know, in the future and, and marketing? You know, one of the things that, you know, I love audio, but you, most of you know that we record video for every one of these podcast episodes that goes up on our YouTube channel. And our YouTube channel, you know, it, we have a couple thousand subscribers, but nothing compared to what we have here, you know, over a million plus downloads here of the podcast, um, you know, and, you know, we're on the front page of Apple. And, um, but for me, part of that is, you know, knowing that, you know, that maybe it's the video that sparks that, that someone discovers that gives them that aha, right? We're creating TikTok content over on our NFT 365, uh, you know, podcast TikTok, right? With the idea of reaching a new audience. But for me, like, you know, what I, I'm not selling them on having to be all in on NFTs. I'm not selling them in believing that NFTs will solve all their problems or that crypto is the future of everything, but what I am focused on, I think we have to think about this in marketing. We have to think about this in sales. We have to think about this in social media is it's a, it's about like, how do we bring this information to where our audience is today? And I, and I, this is something I talk about on stage a lot, but it's really important in this conversation. The field of dreams marketing is over. It's broken. It's no longer existent. Nobody cares if you launch a new podcast, you have a new Instagram account, have a new website, like even just what I just talked about there, Right. Nobody, nobody is all of a sudden like, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for a, a, a new podcast, you know, but what, what we have to think about that is the field of dreams, right? Anybody seen the movie, right? With Kevin Costner, you know, if you build it, they will come. And the truth is, if you build it, people aren't coming today. And that's just the case, that's just the case that we are at. But what you do have to think about is how can I build something and then bring my conversation and build that trust where they currently are? And then inspire or motivate them or, you know, bring them to where my audience is, right? And I, I just want to say, like, one of the things that I think is, is really interesting in this, you know, marketing conversation is that we can, you know, we have to look at the idea of, you know, the future of marketing is relatability, right? How can we relate with people in all different forms of medium, right? And, you know, if I send my dad a YouTube video, he watches it. And in his mind, it's a kid that is creating it. He doesn't care if it's a, you know, if there's a PhD and that they have a million dollar studio, his impression of YouTube is still like what the kids make money on, right? Versus if that information, same information is presented to him on a CNBC or Fox News uh, broadcast, it, he completely takes it at a different level of authority. And that's kind of where I wanted to kind of get people's minds on here, right? Where we have to really focus our content, our marketing, our ability to reach new audiences on two things. Relatability is the first one, right? 
It's why you know, I don't think everyone relates to me, right? Not all of my use cases are for everyone. And some people aren't going to like the podcast or the videos that we create. And I'm okay with that. But relatability is often where we connect our marketing from, right? It's where word of mouth marketing comes. It's why influencer marketing is a multi-billion dollar industry. It's because we don't trust a brand or a billboard. We trust people that look like us, that we can relate to, that can relate to our problems. So that first one is relatability. And then that second one is that, you know, it's that it's how do we, you know, convey our authority, right? And I think the word authority is a really interesting one because oftentimes people assume that to be an authority, you must know everything or you must be perfect. And I'm here to tell you any authority that presents themselves that way is not an authority. And we see right through that. But when you think about an authority, part of it comes down to this idea of that if we're all learning and we're all getting started, what are things that we can you know, present that actually allow people to recognize not only our commitment to the space, but also the, the work that, you know, that we, you know, we're experiencing and even how it connects to some of our past experiences. And I believe like for me, a lot of my authority, I believe comes from the fact that I've been doing early adoption technology for you know, 15 years. I worked a decade in cybersecurity. I've helped brands and businesses uh, onboard into new spaces for, for many years. But here's the, here's the funny part about that. All of that really doesn't matter unless I'm also can convey my authority based on how much work I've put in. I'm buying an NFT every single day. I'm spending multiple hours a day researching and learning about projects. I'm, I've minted on 28 plus blockchains. And so the, what, the reason I, I think this is such an important you know, piece of this is that here's the, here's the craziest part is I had somebody in a Twitter space this past week, you know, the, the, I was talking and they're like, oh my goodness, this guy who has a bored ape just came up on the stage. Um, we really need to bring him on, uh, up because, I mean, holy cow, he has a bored ape. And they kind of cut me off a little bit, which, which was perfectly fine, but the person comes up and they came up and they complimented me and they were talking about the podcast um, and how much they enjoy the podcast and how much it's helped them on their journey. And I could tell the host was a little thrown off and I said, hey, you know, this is one of those things too that we have to be very careful, you know, how we how we look at people of authority. And I was like, and I don't know, you know, the person that came up on the stage and thank you for listening. But I said, you know, this person that, you know, could be, you know, that owns this board ape could be someone that is an authority because they minted it and they've been on this journey and they've, you know, they've been in board, you know, board ape yacht club this whole time and they've been helping craft it. Or they could be someone that bought, you know, a board ape yacht, you know, maybe a, a board ape at, you know, $350,000 when the floor was there. And right now they've lost half of their portfolio and he said, and I won't give his name, but he's like, Hey, that, that's actually me. You know, he bought, he didn't buy the top, but he bought close to the top. And he said like his investment, he believes now is less than 50% of what it, it was whenever he bought it. And that was his first purchase in NFTs. And I share that because there's oftentimes like this illusion that, you know, maybe someone's been in this space for a while. Maybe they've been running a Twitter space for a while. Maybe they've been, uh, you know, they were a founder of one NFT project. That doesn't mean that they are an authority in a way that they can convey information or convey content or convey the aha moment use case to an audience. And I think this is where I look at like the idea of collaboration of thought. It's why I love interviewing you know, people on the podcast because there's plenty of things that I don't have experience in. There's plenty of things that I am not an authority on by a long stretch, right? I am happy to admit that. 
And what I'm able to do is I'm able to connect those that I look at as authorities and bring them to life here for you know you that are listeners. And I'll tell you, we have a really exciting week coming up with like three or four of my favorite people that I've been you know kind of excited to get on the podcast for a good while. And uh, and you're going to hear a lot of their experience, their insights, things that they're doing that just blow my mind, and uh, they inspire me. A couple of them are in a you know a private. Uh, you know, message group that I'm in and that we message on a, on a regular basis for many, many months. And I've made a lot of strategic decisions based on simply their advice or their, you know, words that they say they share. And so when it comes down to all of these different, you know, pieces, what I want to want everyone to look at is, you know, we have to ask ourselves either, you know, if we are a collector or a founder or a collector or an investor, we have to ask ourselves, how is this project building trust with us today? What are the things that we believe they will build trust with us in the future? And how are they conveying trust outside of their current holder base? If you are a future NFT uh, you know, creator, project creator, maybe you're you know, an artist, a musician, whatever it may be, the thing you have to think about is starting today. Like if you want to create an NFT project in the future, the best time to start building trust is today. And the question becomes, you know, you have to get creative with the way that you build trust. You need to be delivering content in all forms, short form, long form, on video, via audio, via written form, right? We need to be able to deliver content online as well as offline. We need to be able to have conversations, but also create evergreen content, right? I look at those that are just, you know, creating a Twitter space and then recording it and posting it as a podcast. Hey, that's a great, you know, reuse of content, but that doesn't mean that it is evergreen or that it was built for this type of medium. And so in a way that can oftentimes dilute the conversation it can dilute the information that is being put out there. But there is uh, sometimes an assumption because someone can get a certain amount of people into a, uh, a Twitter space that they are more influential. But in, in most cases that just means that, you know, what they're sharing in that moment might be trendy or uh, it might be the only thing that they're aware of. And so when we look at the future and we look at marketing, you know, we need more people doing written content. We need more people focusing on just highlighting the use cases. And then probably the biggest thing that I think we need as a whole is we just need more good people celebrating good people in this space. And so, you know, I will say my call to action here for everyone that's listening is that, you know, if you are part of a great project and or you see a great project, maybe you're not even in a project yet, maybe but you, you've, you've been inspired by a project or by a founder or by a content creator, I want you to go out of your way to celebrate them, to share about them. If you have a YouTube channel, talk about them on your YouTube channel. If you do Instagram stories, talk about it there. Maybe you're not a content creator. Why don't you share one of their posts onto your LinkedIn account, over on your blog, or in your email newsletter, whatever it may be, because that is actually one of the places that we need the most help on. There are great people doing great things in this space, but unfortunately, a lot of times it's the, it's the, the people that are the loudest or it's the the worst news or the, the things that are the mistakes where someone, you know, messes up and loses a hundred thousand dollars worth of ETH. We'd rather spend time on that or someone gets hacked. But I truly, I truly look at, you know, this future as, you know, and something we're going to do a little bit better job of here on the podcast as well as we move forward is I want to celebrate and champion more great people that are doing great things. You know, we're, we are doing that in a way with buying an NFT every day, but I am excited for a future that makes that the norm. Of course, we will give a shout out to our sponsor and, you know, those that are sponsoring is definitely, uh, you know, a help for us, all of us here um, in the Web3 space to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, crypto Business Conference, uh, if you check out socialmediaexaminer.com slash 
NFT365. You can learn more about the crypto business conference. Uh, I'm excited for that, not only because, uh, you know, there are all the sessions, you know, it's a single track uh, event, but, you know, one of the things that I, I think we can often, we can kind of attach to is that, you know, when you're looking at, you know, what's possible in NFTs, a lot of it comes down to getting a diverse group of people in rooms and having, you know, a diverse, you know, points of view, but also sparking that, you know, dialogue, sparking that uh, insights. And so I like the idea that you'll be able to learn from real innovators and pioneers that are, you know, that are in this space and, and make those connections that, you know, are those that are in this space with you that are all in that are believing in what's possible. And, and maybe you're not sure if this space is for you. This is the space where you can kind of uh, test that out and get to know some people in that space. So definitely check out uh, the crypto business conference. Excited to be part of that. And I will leave you with this. Uh, you know, fandom is a big, is a big component of, of marketing in, in this relatability age, right? Like, how do we build fans? How do we extend conversations with people? How do we help people, you know, you know, trust us, but also then champion us? And I'll just say for every one of you that are listening to this podcast, I don't care if this is the first episode you've listened or you've been listening every day since we launched back on November 11th. I just want to say thank you. I want to say that I appreciate you, that you know, every person that has shared this podcast out or if you've left a review on iTunes, you know, you're doing your part. And I know sometimes it takes three seconds, but those three seconds can help you know, empower one person to, to find this podcast. And maybe they create the next blue chip NFT, or maybe they create the next innovative use case of AR that can connect into the metaverse. And so we all have a role to play here. It doesn't matter if you are a a collector, an investor, or an NFT project founder, or maybe you don't identify as any of them. We all have the ability to share. And if we all share with one person and tell one person about the things that are great in this space, or you tell them about the podcast, or you tell them about your favorite episode of the show, you're doing your part. And I just have to say thank you because this show would not be what it is today if it wasn't for all of you listeners being our champions. And I just want to say thank you for that. I appreciate you. I see you. I know that through the, the good times and bad, sometimes I'm full energy, sometimes I'm a little bit less energy, but the fact that you're here on the journey with me uh, you know, means the world, and I'm, I'm excited for what's ahead. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is